It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Shooing Jesus. Our scripture reference today is Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him anymore, even with the chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he broke in pieces and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now there were on the hillside a great herd of swine was feeding, and the unclean spirits begged him, Send us into the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. And the herd, numbering about two thousand, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The swineherds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine reported it. Then they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus refused and said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I once took part in a mediation. The two sides hoped to settle on a financial agreement to avoid future litigation. I was there for moral support for one of the parties. As it turned out, I went to high school with the lawyer representing the party I was there for. Throughout the day, as we sat around waiting for counteroffers, the lawyer and I would visit. 
close to the end of the process, he made a comment that struck me. Beforehand, he and the mediator had heard I was going to be there, and they worried. They weren't concerned about me, the person. Their concern was that a preacher was going to be a part of the process. The lawyer half-jokingly told me about their apprehension. He did so after he made a comment about what I did throughout the day's events. Rather, what I didn't do. John, he said, you don't flinch. There were some big numbers floating around that office that day. Big numbers. But you know me. Whether you call me naive or stupid, money is money, and I'm not that impressed by it. So I asked how little old me being at that meeting could be a potential issue for everyone. My old high school friend told me preacher-like people are a part of these meetings from time to time. They are the ones who get riled up about money. He said, it's like they feel they're entitled to it more than everyone else. Ouch. There is a fear many Christians have. It's implanted within their attitudes and loyalties. At its core, I guess it's a fear of rejection. And so we complain about how people have turned against our Christian faith. And let me be clear. Biased and belittling attitudes towards Christians exist. Popular culture doesn't mind feasting on some of the virtues of our faith for a few laughs. Of course, Christians aren't the only ones who face such scoffing. My feeling is that much of the mockery we complain about is a response to the church's failings. Think of the mediation experience I just shared with you. But even if that weren't as true as it is, people have always turned away from our faith. People turned away from Jesus. They even shooed him. Jesus healed a man no one else could control. His spiritual possession had hijacked his entire life. He lived among the dead because the living could not handle him. You would think his healing would be a blessing. It was for the man, and it would be for others once the man began to testify what Christ had done for him. In the meantime, however, people wanted Jesus to leave. They were afraid. They didn't ask Jesus to stick around and build a new ministry platform. Jesus wouldn't start a new church program or sign up people for some ministry conference. Why? Well, first, that wasn't his desire, thank God. Second, Mark tells us the people began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. You see, people have always rejected Christ and his church, sometimes for good reasons. Let's be honest about our witness. Many more times, we're rejected for unfair and tendentious reasons. So be it. Jesus didn't argue his way to relevance with those people. He didn't vie for political power. His response was to remain faithful to the kingdom of God, flourishing before him. Now, what's our response going to be? Stay blessed. Thanks for always.
supporting another note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find another note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. The easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.